Hello, a bonus episode coming out today. We were earlier in the week predicting what was going to happen with the new Doyle constituencies. Well, the announcement has been made as of Wednesday morning. We know what the next election is going to look like. Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Thanks for listening to the podcast and don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform it is you're listening to and spread the good word far and wide today. Get ready for some proper political nerddom. We were discussing this earlier, me and some of the other uh, biased Dublin media, some people will call us, some of the other political correspondents. And I was wondering if an election is like Christmas, political Christmas, and a budget is like your birthday, then, you know, what is the boundary commission? I sort of suggested Easter. You get a couple of eggs, a little bit of surprise. Um, other people suggested Lent which might be a bit more accurate, certainly for some of the TDs who got bad news today. So the big headlines overall, what this Electoral Commission has decided is going to be the biggest all in the history of the state next time around. There's going to be 174 TDs. That's a 14-seat increase on what we saw last time around, what was there in the 2020 election and the existing number of TDs. Four new constituencies are going to be created. They're they're splitting up a couple of ones. So just to run through, and basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the, the overall just to give you a picture and then look into who this is actually going to affect, who is going to potentially lose their seat here, who is going to be the big winner. So there's four extra seats in Dublin, Dublin Fingal being the biggest change. They've split Fingal into Fingal West and Fingal East. The West having Malahide, Port Marnock, those kind of areas in it. And then the East taking in Dublin Airport and then the more north of the constituency, Balbriggan, Skerries, Rush, Lusk, that kind of area. There's a new seat in Dublin West in the Taoiseach's constituency, a new seat in Dublin Midwest as well, which gets a little bit extra of Tala moved into it and then another new seat in Dublin Wrath Down that goes from a three to a four seater which is good news for the likes of, of Catherine Martin for example taking a little bit of Dunleary with it so that Dunleary stays as a four seater then you expand out into the commuter belt Louth is remaining as a five-seater, but it's losing a bit of the constituency in the, in, in the south around Julianstown, Laytowns, Bettystown, that kind of, of area. It basically keeps... Drogheda and a little bit of the south surrounding suburbs and below that then goes into Mead East which gains a seat that becomes a four-seater so some of the territory returning there and reducing the population allowed enough to allow it to remain as a five-seater. Mead West seeds some ground to Longford West Mead and Longford West Mead then pinks up a seat that goes from a four to a five seater. Kildare North is taking some of Kildare South into it and is gaining an extra seat as well. So there's going to be five there. And then the biggest change is in the southeast is Wicklow and Wexford. So up until now, they were two five-seat constituencies. Both constituencies were whole. The problem that they had was that both were well over the the limit set, the constitutional limit, that there has to be one TD for every 30,000 people. Yet there probably wasn't enough to justify, say, two three-seaters in each. So the commission considered Wicklow and Wexford in the same stroke. And what they've done is that there will be a new Wicklow constituency in the north of the county. It'll run from Bray and Greystones in the north to Wicklow Town in the south and then Bolton Glass in the west. There will be a Wexford constituency, which will basically run, they've drawn a line 
north of Enniscorthy, essentially. So most of Enniscorthy, with some of the northern suburbs gone, stays with New Ross and Wexford and the rest of the county. And that goes from a five-seater to a four-seater. And then there is a brand new constituency created, one of Wicklow-Wexford, a three-seater, which takes in Arklow and Gorey, south of Wicklow Town, north of Enniscorthy, uh, Tinnahili, places like that. That's really interesting. We're going to come back to that. The other change is Tipperary has been divided in two. So there's now a Tipperary North and a Tipperary South, as there there has been in the past. Leash Offaly is split again into two separate three-seaters, Leash and Offaly. Galway East takes in a, a big swathe of Galway, which had been in the Roscommon Galway constituency and picks up an extra seat. That's now a four-seater. Mayo takes back some of South Mayo, which had been in the Galway West constituency. So Mayo is now whole again, as uh, uh, you know, as some uh, would say. You can make me whole again, as I crypt to one TD. And gains a seat too. It becomes a five-seater. There are two extra TDs in Cork as well. So a really interesting redraw in Cork. They've added a seat in Cork North Central and they've added a seat in Cork South Central. So they become two five-seaters. In order to do that, they have really significantly changed the boundaries. So Mallow, which had been in in Cork East with its some 20,000-odd people and potential votes, that comes into Cork North Central, as does Ballon Colleague, with a fairly significant portion of the population. And then some of the, of the city that had been in Cork North Central transfers to Cork South Central, and they both pick up seats. So that's sort of your, your changes. That's where those 14 extra seats are split across. And what it does, it's an interesting one because the whole point of this was that there has to be one TD for every 20 to to 30,000 people. That's what the Constitution says. And yet there's an awful lot of constituencies where that number is still breached. So you've got Carlo Kilkenny is almost 8% over that. There's 32,000 people for every TD. Clare is the same, about 32,000 people. Cork South Central is over. Cork South West is over. Donegal is significantly over. We had thought that Donegal might split. We had thought Carlo Kilkenny might split. And they've decided not to do that. Dublin Central, 7.5% over. And, you know, this is the, the, uh, the biggest, certainly since 1980 and probably before that, the biggest variance that there has been in how many people per population. And there is a legitimate question as to whether there's a bit of a democratic deficit because... You know, a TD in Kildare North now, say, is representing 27,800 people, while a TD in, I don't know, pick Carlo Kenny again, 30, is representing 32,000 people. So people are, could argue they're get, getting less representation. In its work, the commission said that they would allow up to 8% of a variance and that basically, in a lot of areas, geography was overcoming maths, that they were never going to be able to get it perfect, and that the constitution legally only says... The, the the limit, the barrier has to be done nationally. As long as nationally they're under that number of 30,000 and they are at 29,593 and, and, uh, 29, to be specific with 174 TDs, they were fine. They also didn't do really any future proofing. So this is going to need to be revisited again before the next, next general election, the election after the one to come uh, with the commission saying that they reckon... At the moment, the way population is expanding, we'll need another two TDs every year. So you're talking possibly 10 TDs by the time election 2029 or whatever it ends up being rolls around. So that's an interesting one, raises the whole question of, do we really need that many TDs? Could you not change the constitution? I'd say a referendum would pass fairly handily 
to change the constitution in that manner. Sorry, there goes my phone. If you saw me, I'm like that. I'm like that meme, the the always sunny in Philadelphia meme with all the maps up on the wall. I've got maps surrounding me here, booklets uh, going through all the different figures and all the different places. So let's take a look at where the hammer is going to fall hardest for our sitting TDs. So if you look at the the, t- the constituencies that have changed the most, let's take Dublin Fingal. That's going to change into two CC three. So let's maybe start by looking at the constituencies that have changed the most. If we look at Dublin Fingal, as I mentioned, two separate constituencies, so pr- uh, three seizures. There's a more more of a prevalence of them this time around. And the, the general thinking is that they favour larger parties. You need about 25% of the vote to get over the line in a three-seater, whereas you need 166 in a five-seater. So it tends to favour the bigger parties that naturally bring in more of a vote. And that could be the case here. So you're going to have Fingal East which will probably have one Sinn Féin candidate, Dara O'Brien, the housing minister who's based in Malahide, and Duncan Smith, the, the Labour TD, and there's always been a strong Labour vote out there from Brendan Ryan's days in, into now, who are contesting, as well as Alan Farrell, the Fine Gael TD. So you, you've got three sitting TDs at least uh, running in that particular area and then you're going to have a, a Sinn Féin candidate that could be Louise O'Reilly or the, she might run in the west of the constituency that really hasn't been decided yet but there will be a Sinn Féin candidate there with a strong claim so there's a potential that someone like Duncan Smith could lose his seat a lot of swords where his base is in the constituency so he might keep on with it but it could be quite a battle there and then in the west of Fingal, you're going to have again a Sinn Féin candidate, Louise O'Reilly most likely, but it could be the other candidate that they decide to run. Regina Doherty of Fine Gael, having relocated from Meath East, is probably going to run there as well. And then Joe O'Brien, the Green Party TD based in Skerries, he keeps a lot of his his vote there, although that middle class boost and transfers that he might have got out of the likes of Malahide, that won't be there any longer. So that's something that, that he'll have to battle to go into the direct neighbour then interesting in Mead East obviously as I said they took away Julianstown and some of that area south of Drogheda general consensus seems to be that that will probably hurt Fergus O'Dowd the most the sitting Fine Gael TD although Jed Nash will undoubtedly lose votes as well so the two Sinn Féin TDs in Louth they're probably fine Peter Fitzpatrick up in the more Dundalk end he's probably fine too the question is you know can someone come in and, and take over Jed Nash or, or Fergus O'Dowd the, yeah They'd be confident enough of being in the running, but maybe it made it a little bit harder. And then Mead East, you wonder who that will favour. As I said, Regina Doherty was the second Fine Gael candidate and she finished fourth last time around. There's now an extra seat added. You wonder, could someone like Sharon Kyogen, the independent senator, because she ran in Mead East, got about 2,500 votes in the general election, but ran in Leytown, Betty's town in the local elections, which obviously wasn't in the constituency, and she topped the poll actually there. She got two and a half thousand votes. So suddenly she has more brought into the constituency. Could could that boost her up? Could Sinn Fein run a second candidate very possibly and the, the numbers might be there for them? In Kildare North, there's an extra seat added there, probably going to be a second Sinn Fein candidate. So that could be another one for them. Uh, Dublin West and Dublin Midwest. 
adding extra seats that will certainly help Sinn Féin retain their two in Midwest. Would they run a third? Possibly risky, but they are very good at managing the vote out there between Mark Ward and Owen O'Brien. There's a, fi- a fifth seat in the Dublin West constituency, and that's a bit of a powerhouse one because you've got Paul Donnelly, Sinn Féin TD, you topped the poll the last time around. So a second Sinn Féin candidate will be in the field. You've got the Taoiseach Leo Varadkar, you've got Jack Chambers, sort of a rising star in Fine Gael, and then you've got the Green Party's Roger Gorman. A fifth seat there certainly would help Roger Gorman's chances of retaining that seat. He looked to be in a good bit of difficulty. Same with Dublin Rathdown. Two Fine Gael seats there at the moment in what was a three-seater. They have Neil Richmond and Josefa Madigan, uh, and they have the, the Green Party deputy leader, Catherine Martin. So if the Green Party run the Wayne, certainly that will help them pretend to keep that seat no Fianna Fáil seat there at the moment no Sinn Féin seat there at the moment so if there is a real and you know that leafy South Dublin relatively well to do constituencies Rathdown and, and Dunleary not exactly happy hunting grounds in the past for Sinn Féin but they're on such a, a wave you certainly couldn't rule them out of being in contention in either and indeed they weren't that far off taking a seat in Dunleary the last time now Here's the interesting one. I described it as a bloodbath on Twitter. I got a bit of a pushback from the TDs in the constituency for it. But Wicklow is totally recarved. Five TDs in Wicklow at the last election, all based in Bray and Greystones. There's, it's now a four-seater. And none of them are going to switch constituencies. It doesn't make sense for them at all. So they're going to run there. One of them is going to lose their seat. The smart money would be on Stephen Matthews, the Green Party TD, out of Bray. It probably runs that John Brady tops the poll. Simon Harris the Minister for Further and Higher Education comes second and then Jennifer Whitmore of the Social Democrats out of Greystones probably third. The fourth seat then pitted between Stephen Matthews and Stephen Donnelly, the Fianna Fáil TD and the Minister for Health. Donnelly's problem is he got over the line last time thanks to Pat Casey who got a lot of votes in Arklow uh, and is based in Glendalough. Arklow's now out of the constituency. That will hit John Brady too. He got a lot of votes there as well, in fairness. But you wonder, without that big hoosh from the Casey vote that came out of Arklow, could Stephen Donnelly potentially fall by the wayside? So that's going to be interesting. Also in Wexford, five into four as well. They've got five TDs. Rona Murphy in New Ross, she's probably fine and quite happy. She didn't get much of a vote in the north of the county. Brendan Howlin, if he runs again, or George Lawler, his sort of protege in Wexford Town for Labour, they're probably happy. Their vote hasn't changed a huge amount. And then you've got three TDs based around Dennis Corthy. You've got Johnny Mythen of Sinn Féin, you've got Paul Keogh of Fine Gael, uh, and you have got James Brown, the junior minister uh, for law reform from Fianna Fáil. They're all based in Dennis Corthy. And... It doesn't seem to make a massive amount of sense for any of them to hop the border into the new Wicklow-Wexford constituency. So they're all going to have to be in a fight and someone is probably going to lose out there. In the Wicklow-Wexford constituency, so remember this is north of Enniscorthy, Gorey, Arklow, Tinnahili, south of, of Wicklow Town, that kind of an area. There's no sitting TD. No sitting TD in that geographical area and now three seats. Who it immediately favours is Malcolm Byrne, the Fianna Fáil senator, the shortest serving TD in the history of the state when he was elected in late 2019, lost the seat in March of 2020. He's based in Gorey. He's also been telling all and sundry that his mother was from Arklow. So really already knocking on that door and pushing there. There could be a second Fianna Fáil candidate in that constituency and it's been put to me by people outside of Fianna Fáil that it's not the most outlandish thing in the world 
to wonder if Fianna Fáil could take two seats there because they've got a guy in Arklow called Pat Kennedy who got two and a half thousand votes in the local elections last time out. He's been seeking to run for quite a while but has been sort of pushed aside by Pat Casey, the former TD, who is also his brother-in-law, interestingly. There's always all sorts of connections here. But now he's slap-bang in the middle based in Arklow and would have a very good shot. That's going to be an interesting selection convention. You would have to say... There's a Sinn Féin candidate in there just because of the national trend they're on, even though there's no one really obvious to me among their their councillor ranks. No one fantastically obvious from Fine Gael to run there either. There's a guy called Sylvester Burke, which is just a great name, who is on Arklow, uh, representing Wicklow County Council for the Arklow area. He could potentially run. Avril Cronin had been tipped as somebody, but she's more based in the west of Wicklow and that stays in the North constituency, so it could potentially be a running mate for Simon Harris instead, for example. So that's going to be really fascinating because there's definitely potential for a new TD there. Then we get to Tipperary, right? Let's go to the split ones. And this is going you know, back to the future, really, with Tipperary. Because it was traditionally in the olden days a, a two, three-seaters, Tipperary North, Tipperary South. It returns to that. If you're looking at Tip North then you can probably spell out that the, the three incumbent TDs are going for three seats there. That's Michael Lowry, the independent, uh, Jackie Cahill of Fianna Fáil, who is based in Thurlis, and Alan Kelly of Labour, who's based in Nina. But of course, there'll be a Sinn Féin candidate in the running too, and that could potentially squeeze out Cahill or Kelly, depending on how things go. It's really interesting, actually. The two Tipperaries... They're basically two-seaters each because you can absolutely factor in that in Tipperary North, Michael Lowry is getting elected in Tipperary South. The independent Matty McGrath is going to be elected out of Clonmel. So that reduces them to two. And then if you think on the national trend, really Sinn Féin should have a seat in each. Martin Brown, the sitting TD, is out of Cashels. He's probably going to run in Tip South. That leaves just one then in Tip South for people to fight over and one for potentially Jackie Cahill and Alan Kelly to duke it out over in the north of the county. You wonder who it would be in the south. Since 2016, Fine Gael haven't had a TD in Tipperary. Garrett Ahern has been their senator and has been sort of, uh, you know, pushing, pushing. He was the, the sixth place candidate in a five-seater last time around and just got pipped at the post by Jackie Cahill. So could he potentially take the third? It's possible there'll be another Fianna Fowler in the field who could try and take that as well. So that's going to be interesting. Then we look, and this is a really interesting one, right? Let's go Let's go to Cork. And I already mentioned the way the redraw has done. This really screws Sean Sherlock, the Labour TD for Cork East. He's lost Mallow. He's Mallow-based. It's gone into the Cork North Central uh, constituency. That's probably about 4,000 votes gone for Sherlock. You know, he's a he's a, been a TD for quite a while. He's been a fairly reliable, even in what has to be admittedly lean years for the Labour Party. Like he first was elected, I think, in 2011. He served as a junior, first elected in 2007, rather, uh, served as a junior minister between 2011 and 2014. But he, he is a big call now to make. Does he maybe abscond to Cork North Central and take those votes? Like he only got 6,600 first preferences. And if he, if he thinks that 4,000 of those are in Mallow, you certainly have to consider it. It would step on party toes. But anyway, it could be an interesting one. So that goes to a five-seater in North Central with Ballon Colleague 
also factored into it at the moment North Central is pretty balanced there's one Sinn Féin in Thomas Gould Patrick O'Sullivan of Fianna Fáil Colin Burke of Fine Gael and Mick Barry of Solidarity People Before Profit so you know could if Sean Sherlock went in he'd probably realistically be battling it out with the second Sinn Féin candidate that will run as Thomas Gould's running mate Sinn Féin getting almost 27% of the vote there last time probably going to to only increase that and then Cork South Central I just love Cork South Central as a constituency it's fascinating Donegal O'Leary topped the poll for Sinn Féin last time around with 35.5% of the vote like really he'll be looking to bring in a running mate especially now that it's a five-seater but he's by far the lowest profile of the TDs in that constituency because the Taunus to Micheál Martin Fianna Fáil leader is in there Simon Coveney the uh, Minister for Enterprise and, and Deputy Leader Fine Gael, and Michael McGrath the Finance Minister so Fine Gael will probably run a second Jerry Bottomer again trying to get a, a seat back there the Shinners will run a second and you'd have to favour them certainly for the seat the Green Party did well through Lorna Bogue last time around but you, you imagine there'll be some receding in their vote so that's going to be a particularly interesting one if we go to Mayo it's another one that gained a seat you would have to say that will play out between Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil opportunity for Lisa Chambers of Fianna Fáil to take her seat back now in an expanded constituency she has been reportedly considering running for the European Parliament in Midlands Northwest so she might go there and then Rose Conway Walsh uh, will certainly look to bring home a second interesting aside one that didn't gain um, a TD but did gain territory is Roscommon Galway and it's interesting because of the territory it gained it regained the the town of Boyle in the north Boyle is the hometown of Frankie Fian. Frankie is formerly a Fine Gael TD for Roscommon. He decided not to run in 2016 after voting with the government on downgrading Roscommon Hospital's emergency department. He was subsequently elected in 2020 when Boyle was moved into Sligo Leitrim in this sort of a weird amalgam of a constituency that had bits of Roscommon, bit of Donegal in the north and Sligo and Leitrim. Fian says despite that he is going to run in Sligo Leitrim. He has an office in Donegal, an office in Sligo and that's, that's where he lives now but certainly you would think an uphill battle for him to retain his seat. Longford West Mead gets a seat and gets some territory from Mead West. Again, you would think a, 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 probably a Sinn Féin fifth seat there. And then Lee Shinofoli. Uh It's been sort of back and forward for Lee Shoffley for the last number of years. Traditionally, always have been the Lee Shoffley constituency in 2016. It became Leash and Offaly. In 2020, it was amalgamed back to Leash Offaly, one constituency. And now, once again, it is Leash and Offaly, two separate three-seat constituencies. So, who is that going to benefit? Well, there's three sitting TDs from the Leash constituency. You've got Brian Stanley of Sinn Féin. You've got Charlie Flanagan of Fine Gael and Sean Fleming of Fianna Fáil questions over whether Charlie Flanagan will run again if he does he probably retains the seat and it probably won't be much change there at all and awfully then is likely where the door is opened you've got Barry Cowan of Fianna Fáil you've got Carol Nolan Nolan, the independent TD uh, who could well retain her seat and then room for AN other the one to lose out last time was Marcella Corcoran Kennedy of Fine Gael not clear she'll run again in the awfully end of the constituency Uh, you would say again a Sinn Féin TD could come in there I suppose the difficulty they might have in Offaly is, is splitting the vote with Carol Nolan obviously with Sinn Féin roots there so 
could be a chalk up for uh, for Sinn Féin. Could be a chance for Fine Gael to regain a seat there. Sort of hard to tell until until we learn a little bit more. So that's that, that's most of them. Kildare North five seizure probably a Shinner second seat. You would have to say. I was on the radio with Ivan Yates earlier on. He said he reckons twelve of the fourteen extra seats could go to Sinn Féin. That it could just reshape them fairly significantly. I'd have to say overall this is on the conservative end of things when it comes to a redraw. They haven't done some of the things that were expected. They haven't really future-proofed it at all. But it's going to be fascinating to see the way that it washes out and and there will be obviously a washout and a fallout from it. It's, it's election fever is setting in here. Like really starting to look forward to what is going to be a huge year of elections the local and europeans next june potential general election next october november and then also referendums due to be on the cards at some point so that's your redraw that's all i can think of i've probably talked 24 minutes on the clock you've probably heard enough from just my voice and i can feel my voice already going fascinating redraw particularly in wecklow i will make wecklow stick just because i keep on pronouncing it badly wicklow wexford wecklow we will get there um, and an interesting redraw in Dublin now. Oh, all the constituents, all the TDs going to be, some of them panicking. Felt like CAO results day for them too or leaving cert results day. Some of them a bit more sanguine. Some of them delighted. And, you know, all the TDs are saying the same thing. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, really happy about that, even if they're not, because, of course, they wouldn't let on if they're not, because that's a, not exactly a good look. So it will be interesting. I hate to say it, but roll on election time. I'll be killed in here. I'm already, there's, be, there's people in the news talk offices looking at me saying, shut up. You're forgetting how busy an election is. We don't want it right now, but a uh, little bit of me wants it. That's been it uh, for this bonus episode of Let Me Explain. We are going to have another out tomorrow on a absolutely and totally different topic of the Loch Ness Monster. Yes, from politics to the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, that's all for now, though. Thanks a million for tuning in.